been a minute. Robbie's here. He's well rested. He's hydrated. And he's ready to talk about the NBA, I think. Yeah, buddy. It's How are been, you doing? Uh, it's been a few weeks of <laughs> really nonstop. I mean, I, I can't remember an offseason before we've even gotten to like the craziness of free agency that feels as frantic as this one has. Yeah, I would think part of it is one. Well, I mean, this is this is the first time we've had a, a finals end this early in a little while. So when the finals end in five rather than six, seven, whatever, and the finals felt like they were over much earlier than five, um, they felt like they were over after three. Like I feel like we just kind of fill the void with some some rumor talk and. Um, What's really made this one, I think, more interesting is I feel like every every offseason we have some some trade talk involving some stars, but this is the first one where we had two legit what, top 15, top 20 guys that we're pretty positive are going to get. I mean, one already got moved. Jimmy Butler got moved, but Paul George is going to get moved. We don't know when. Um, could be deadline, could be july could be august you know whenever he's getting moved um and we finally actually had a trade go down on draft night i feel like every year we go into the draft thinking oh man one of these big names is going to get flipped for some draft picks and then like the biggest move is somebody trading up for the number 24 pick you know yeah we had a basically what would have been the biggest deal in years Go super unnoticed with that Trey Lyle, like Trey Lyles deal. Like it just happened. Yeah, just kind of like and everyone's flipped. like, oh, okay, like, okay, this doesn't matter. Is Paul George getting traded or nah? Right. Like that would have been the marquee move, and everyone's like, oh man, well at least they traded up into the lottery. Also, I think part of also part of it was that it was Utah and Denver, which don't inspire a whole lot of national conversation. Well, here's the thing. That, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with either of those teams. Like no, I I, I like. I like actually what both of them are doing right now. I, I, Utah is a team that, if they can keep Hayward, is going to be really damn good next year. And then Denver at least has some some fun young pieces. You know, you look at Jokic and you look at Murray, and they're doing some nice things. Yeah. But when you talk about like what's going to make kind of people turn heads, it's not a trade between Denver and Utah. Well, so the I think other that thing is part of- that. If we had a guest this week, I have a game for them, but we don't, which would be naming a player and then having that person have to tell me whether they were on Utah or Denver. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of it is like, like I said, it's just, it doesn't, they don't have the reach uh, of other teams. And like I said, and they're kind of built the same way. They have like nice big Utah is what Utah lanky. is what Denver wants to be. Yeah, right now, like essentially <laughs> like two like, years have, further in the process. You have, you have an international center, uh, who in those parts is widely loved and known as being really good, and outside of that city, not a whole lot of people talk about them. In Gobert and Jokic, um, you have, you know, I mean. Murray and Rodney Hood are kind of similar. Um, Utah just has Gordon Hayward and some of those established and Derek Favors and uh, some of those established pieces already locked in, you know, and that's what Denver's trying to find. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's really, 
It's really interesting. And I'm, I'm interested to see what Utah does this summer. Because if Gordon Hayward bounces, which yeah. I don't think happens. Gordon Hayward so bounces. you think he's going to stick around? I think he sticks around. I think You're going to make a lot of Boston fans very upset. Well, guess what? Boston continues to dick around and not make moves that they should. And I mean, look, if I'm if Gordon Boston Hayward, doesn't land Paul George and doesn't land Gordon Hayward. Are, are we allowed to consider this offseason a failure for them? Are we actually allowed to finally say that this was underwhelming yes. for Boston? Yes. I'm, look, here's the thing. Like, I, Danny Ainge has done a great job acquiring assets, but the point of acquiring assets is to move them when you have an opportunity to make your team significantly better. Yeah, but we can't trade Terry Rozier. We can't I trade Jay Crowder. I mean, like, it's one of those things where, like, <sighs> first off, I, I, you know, Paul George, I think, is a little better than Jimmy Butler and I think is better for, for what the Celtics need, but I still think they should have gone after Jimmy Butler first because of control for two years and you open that window up slightly. Yeah, I just can't than Paul they George. Didn't do it at the deadline. And, and like, I, I, look, Jason Tatum could be a nice player, but, like, I, I, my thing continues to come back to your window's now. Your window's not in four years when Jason Tatum's ready when uh, to, to maybe take a step into being your, your starting three that's really good. Like, he's not going to come in and be that immediately. He's more of a finished product. Than some of those, than uh, maybe Josh Jackson or some of those yeah, other but guys. Others would, others would tell you that that their window isn't now. I don't. And maybe I that's, mean, like, that's I the game they're playing. I understand that, but you've made too many moves that say your windows now. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Like whether you believe your team's ready now, you've made too many moves. You signed Al Horford to that big contract. If you sign Isaiah Thomas, if they don't sign Isaiah Thomas this summer. I'm fine with it. I'm, I re- honestly, if you sign Isaiah Thomas and you don't make a move for somebody else, then this is a failure of an offseason because yeah, Isaiah Thomas just, isn't going to be as Toronto. good as he was. You're the Toronto yeah, years you're, ago. Congrats. Or the congrats. Hawks, for that matter. Yeah. Which well, is fine. I mean, the Hawks were the original. Good. The Hawks were the originals. Then it was Toronto, and now Boston's trying to be Hawks. And they're doing it with the same pieces the Hawks had, too. Um, congrats. Al Horford will get you the three seed every damn year. Yeah. He will. He's great. I love Al Horford, but you need him to be a third guy. He just, he, you just have to. He's not. You can't throw it to him and be like, go to work. He doesn't rebound well enough to be like. You can't make him your secondary scorer and also be like, okay, this is our main guy on defense on the other side. Like he's he's a good defensive player, but you need a rebounding piece around him. You need these other things around him. And I love Al Horford. I love his versatility on offense. And the thing is. If you have another wing, if you have a wing that can play and drive and take it off the bounce, Al Horford's perfect because of the way he can space the floor and, you know, pick and pop, hit that open three. Now he can hit the elbow jumper. Uh, he can roll to the hoop, although he seems to be more comfortable when he pops and then rolls. This has always been a thing with him. Um, he's great. If you had a point guard and a wing, that you can kind of play off of him and, and put him in a lot of pick and roll situations. That's where he's at his best pick and pop. I just, I, you need that. And I don't know if that's what Tatum gives you. I don't know if, you know, within the window that Al Horford's going to have, he's 32 years old. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not I looking Thomas at his team on the I upswing. I think it's no. probably reaching his ceiling. 
I don't know that I he think has much last year was the ceiling. And so and that's not probably knock. on the downswing. It's not a knock on any of these guys, uh, but your, your window, your window, if you're talking about this core group right now, you win those next two or three years for those guys to still be competitive on a championship caliber team, but they still need two more pieces. You I know? wish that we, uh, I wish that we had a window sponsor. Windex. So talk about windows every week. Salute, salute to uh, Geldwin. Gel, is that Geldwin? Geldwin Windows and Doors? Universal uh, Windows Direct. If you call right now, they're doing a buy one, get one window. <laughs> you know, windows are really important. They, uh, they can really, really help your energy costs. Help the energy costs brighten up a room. Save on the energy costs. You know, because you can get the ones that are well insulated, keep Triple the heat out. That's great. Good, good window talk. Um, but no, I, I just, I don't know. I, I've made my thoughts known on this at the trade deadline when they didn't move the pick yeah. for Butler or Paul George. I think they need to do this now. The thing is when you, and this is the same thing that, that I said then, my confusion is Danny Ainge has all the goodwill in the world in Boston. He's a legend there. He won a title as a GM. He's got the leash to put the chips in and make a run and not get fired if it doesn't work. I truly believe that. However, the scared GM thing and the thing that keeps a GM his job is to say we have these assets and to string it along. Um, because you can you can sell somebody. I think, uh, I think I was watching the Vertical Draft Show and I think Bobby Mark said it. When asked why uh, most mid-round, mid-first-round draft picks are these 18, 19-year-old, you know, 19-year-olds that are all potential, and uh, your established 21, 22-year-old that played in college for a while, and, and you know what you're getting falls to the second round, it's because as a GM, if you sell a three-year window on a guy before he gets good, you're probably staying around for three years. If you sell this guy, comes in and impacts now, and he doesn't, what are you selling? So. Uh, it's it's a pre, it's a job preservation move from a guy that doesn't need to preserve his job. That's what bothers me the most about Danny Ainge. You you go in now, you got the, you got goodwill. You you made two thousand eight happen. Hell, you made this team happen. You made a one seed out of not a lot. You made some great moves to piece this all together. Finish the damn job. We're not talking about twenty twenty one. I don't want to talk about 2021 with the Celtics. Like maybe that's the right window to go for. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but you also it's can't hard, guarantee that your assets sell, are going to hit. It's hard to sell fans on basically the successful Browns model. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? No, it's what happens. It's what happens. Trade down, run. trade back, trade for extra picks, trade for picks in the next few drafts. And, You're and not. Like, I, and I the get thing is, the in rationale. Boston, I think you can. I think you can. Maybe better because you go, hey, this is what the Patriots do. But guess what? The Pats got titles, multiple titles. Well, they also okay. had, and they have Tom Brady. Well, yeah, that's it. And have like they have the guys. Like they, this would be like if the Warriors were doing this and like trading back and trading down and doing all these things. But the Warriors are actually like buying picks and shit. Like, how did Jordan Bell end up on the Warriors? I want to talk. About I don't this. know, man. What are we doing? Why do we keep letting them do this? 
Why are people around the league? Them do anything? The league, is, people, the league is letting them spend well, three and a half saying, million dollars to buy a pick because the Bulls are that desperate to get out from under people's contracts. Because the because no because Jerry Reinsdorf needs to pay Mark Burley or something. This, this some White Sox middle reliever just got paid. Is what happened? That three and a half million dollars ain't going to the Bulls. Uh, it's going straight into. Is it guaranteed rate? Yeah, <laughs> guaranteed rate field. <laughs> that has long had some of the worst sponsors in field field sponsorship history. Man, no, talk- I liked calling it the cell. That was a pretty cell. Name. Yeah, U.S. But it was like U.S. Cellular. I don't know. It's it's always felt like it's had kind of kind of goofy. But yeah, guaranteed rate. My favorite is that the guaranteed rate sign has a big arrow red, pointing red down. arrow pointing down. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing tells me where your organization's headed more than a giant red. It's not even just like another brightly colored arrow. Red, which has long been. It's the symbol for like. Stocks plus Negative. Negative. <laughs> just the symbol for negativity. And you have it plastered on the side of your stadium. It's great. Oh, we, need, we should have brought Tom, Tom likes it. We should have brought Tom on for this. If I had known we were going to talk Bulls and White Sox this much, we would have called up Fernelli. So what? What do you do for the Bulls? Do you do you buy out Wade? Uh, I mean, not right away. I don't think. I yeah. I mean, I think you you try to get him to give you some money back. I mean, like I, I don't know. Like having Wade doesn't make a lot of sense because Wade. Will we'll win still games be on accident. He's gonna he's gonna screw you out of like yeah. five losses. Like that's not a lot on the grand scheme of eighty two games. But when you're talking about fighting for that number one yeah. seed lottery, five 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 losses can Look, be the can Bulls, be the difference. If the Bulls play their cards right, they could be the worst team in the league. Oh no doubt. Honestly, if I'm the Bulls, I'm trying to trade good players to the Nets. Yeah, that's the that's the sneaky that's sabotage. That's a great move. play. Everyone should you know, be trying. And here's to do the that. thing: first off, yes, they should because everybody should be trying to mess with Boston because it'd be funny as hell. Like, just like give the Nets enough to win 32 games. That's what <laughs> you have to do. You well, know? that's the thing: is like Boston kept talking about all these assets, but the best asset they had was the number one pick, and they got rid of it. That was super weird. Like they're like, well, we have the Nets pick next year. Well, the Nets are now better, and now we have all these other potential picks, but none of them are gonna be number one. You they had literally one. can't get a number one pick unless the Nets are number one next year. They can't. Like that was the, that was the amazing thing about that deal with the Sixers is I don't know how they managed to be like, no, so we're gonna take a number one pick for you. But you can't have the possibility of a number one pick in return. You get one of these two, could be two to five. Worst case scenario is that Lakers pick ends up being number one, which I don't think it will. I think there'll be a little bit. A lot has to go wrong for that pick to be number one. Yeah, number one. Or actually, I mean, worst case, probably that pick is number six. And the Kings steadily are who appear to actually be doing smart things. Which is strange. Well, you don't get the Kings pick if you get the Lakers pick at six. Well, that's what I'm, th- well, that's what I'm saying. If the Lakers pick hits six, then they don't get it. They only get if it's two to five, right? Two to five. Yeah. Two to five. So that Lakers pick ends up number six, and then the Kings get steadily better, and the Kings are once again like the ninth pick in the draft. Yeah. 
I mean, so what you what you ended up trading for was Jason Tatum and like, I, who knows who's going to be in that draft? Or uh, uh, the Laurie Markkinen of twenty nineteen? Yeah. <laughs> does that does that mean? Also, what are the Bulls doing with that pick? Don't even start with me on that one. Yeah, Bobby Portis. And we Stop all it. know how much people love Bobby Portis. Love Bobby Portis. Woo pig. No, he's he's really not loved in Chicago. <laughs> I, I think Sean Hyken. I think Sean Hyken's yeah. like. The last one on the like he's I a, am he's just a I like Arkansas head. guys. I like I like Arkansas guys, but that's mostly a football thing. And I just <laughs> and the Joe Johnson thing. Like I just kind of like I side I sidle up with Bert and Joe on most anything. So woo pig. Um, but yeah, no Bobby Portis. Uh, I still think he could be useful, but like Hyken thinks he's like actually good, and like maybe he is. We need to bring Sean on. Talk Bulls. That's who yeah. we should have brought because. Today's press conference was a thing. I just, <sighs> I think it was. I think it was. Foreman said, "If you're judging this trade on wins and losses, you're doing it wrong." Which is, oh god, money, that's so Browns. It's a oh right. It's a money GM quote. Yeah, I like that. Are, Ooh, that is good. <laughs> if you're judging this trade on wins and losses, I'm gonna you're get that cross stitched and I'm gonna hang that above my mantle. <clears throat> We're just yeah. I mean, like that's. Here's the thing: is that you gotta dress that up as the process. Yeah, they when didn't you, even. They don't even want to. They don't care about that. No, They're not doing the but process. That's the thing is like, that's essentially what the process is. But the process yeah. sounds way better than don't judge this by wins and losses. Please don't care to, about our team anymore. <laughs> like, because we don't care. Yeah, because I mean, come they've on, been selling. Man. They've been selling Bulls fans. Oh, they've been playing three-card money with years. Years. They're, they lead the league in attendance every year. I feel – I do. I feel Bulls, very if, bad. If Bulls fans didn't have the 90s – They'd be the Knicks. Oh, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> that word? Like, if the Bulls had won one title in the 90s. And then MJ, like, just and retires. MJ, and MJ, re- yeah, like, retires something. Like, if they win one title – and then just the rest of the nineties are like kind of shit. Yeah, they're so oh. the Knicks. Could you imagine? Well, I, I sh- they sure as hell wouldn't have the cachet they have. Yeah, it's like, funny because people were were posting about um, the recruitment pitch way back for the decision, and mm-hmm. I had forgotten everyone was putting steam behind the Bulls because I never really considered them to be a favorite for LeBron. Like I actually did buy into some of the New York stuff, but I never thought he'd go to Chicago. And that was just no. people that didn't really pay attention to like LeBron, who refused to even say Michael Jordan the first few years of his career. Why would he jump right into that shadow? And I knew like you're not he's not gonna do that. No. He's either gonna build something somewhere or he's gonna try to keep it in Cleveland. New York, you know, maybe you're twenty five and you just really want to live in New York. I, I understood that if that's what he wanted, but the Bulls Fans, and then I think Broussard or, or Stephen A or one of them was really on that train of, oh, he's coming to Chicago. They're making a big pitch. They're going to get Bosch too. And I just think about all of the free agents that get attached to Chicago. They don't didn't get Mello, any of them. Didn't that happen to Mello one time? Yeah. Before he signed back with the Knicks? And like they never like... get those guys. Well, the Knicks never do either. No, and neither do this the is, Lakers. This is long. This is... The, Lakers, the Lakers I buy into more, the Lakers just haven't. Had to. yeah, but they've been rumored for everyone. 
You know how we've been well, listening for yeah. 12 months about how Russ is going to go there, and Russ is just going to quietly sign his well, extension. Been, and oh, that's been City. years. That's been years. The, yeah. the Russ the Russ K. Love thing has been like four years in the making. Who was the last big free agent the Lakers signed? And don't well, talk to me about Lakers, Malone or whatever. No, nah, well, here's the thing about the Lakers. The Lakers are different um, in that they didn't really need to for until – the last like five years, you know, like up through 2011, they didn't need to sign like, yeah, the, I get like, that. Kobe and Powell. So like, they're very different from the Knicks. The Knicks just have like two decades of not signing anybody, but they're always, in the um, run. they're always in the still, but, and people still talking about people want to play in New York, yeah. which is a lie. Like we've seen from Brooklyn and New York they're, so far. They're Catherine. No they're gives, the 27 dresses of the NBA. No one gives like the Knicks are great leverage. If you're an agent. Yeah, you're like, oh, my guy wants to play oh, in New York. Mixed. Oh, people. The people subway sure doesn't do even work, but I want to be there. <laughs> Was it four trains down today? Um, Most of the city doesn't have central <laughs> air, but you can get a window unit. Uh, I mean, like, and like, I like New York as a city. I do like, too. It's it's a it's a fun city. I I mean, I don't know if I want to live there, um, but that's more of a weather me always living in Atlanta thing than anything else. Underneath uh, the snow, there's garbage and you never know what you can find under the garbage. Maybe there's more snow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's the, so the Lakers thing. Yeah. Like, and I, and they're about to, like, they're going to get Paul George or somebody. Um, I still believe the Lakers carry way more cachet. And the reason the Lakers carry cachet is because of Kobe. Like, we forget, like, these dudes now grew up wanting to be Kobe, okay? Kids might have at one point, the kids grew up wanting to be Jordan at one point, but there was also the thing of following Jordan's legacy. I feel like that's not nearly as strong in L.A. because everyone's always had to follow someone's legacy in L.A. You, you know, like, you had Magic who came in with Kareem after Will you had Shaq and Kobe and like, you've always had a guy and they, you know, it's kind of like Boston where there's always guys, but in Chicago, there's one guy, there's one guy with a statue out front. He's the greatest player of all time. And he sure as hell is the greatest player that's ever played for the bulls. So best of luck living up to him. Okay. In LA, you win a title. They're pretty happy. Like they'd like to win multiple titles. But also L.A. has a different vibe. Like Lakers fans are really aggressive when they love a guy. But like I feel like they don't really tear people down nearly as much as like New York will turn on you. Um, Chicago fans are, are, are pretty good. Like I like a lot of Chicago fans. Uh, they just have the unfortunate circumstance of the worst front office in the league possibly. Them, them or Phil, neck and neck. The Kings have dug themselves out of that trench. Congrats to the Kings. Is there any way to get Phil out? No, because here's the thing. The only way to get – this is my favorite thing that's happened. And I noticed this when James Dolan did that uh, Michael K interview last year. So for years, Knicks fans have pissed and moaned about Dolan for good reason. Dolan finally goes out, gives Phil $13 million a year, and just says, you run this shit. Knicks fans are like, okay, we got Phil, legacy, reigns, blah, 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 blah. 
now Phil is failing miserably and Knicks fans hate him. And now Knicks fans are like stuck in the situation where they want Dolan to do something. Dolan is such a spiteful motherfucker that he is like, look, this is what you guys wanted. Y'all are stuck with it. I'm going to pick up this guy's option. He picked up two more. He could have, they could have like come to a mutual opt out. And he was like, nope, we're signing him for two more years. And it's because, and when he went on the radio, he was saying, my hands are off. This is Phil's team. I'm going to give him the full five years that I promised him. And it's such a spiteful, like, it's the most Dolan thing possible to finally do the thing that Knicks fans kind of wanted and then refuse to step in when it doesn't work. Just because y'all used to get mad at me when I would step in and meddle with the team. So guess what? Now I'm not going to meddle. This is what y'all wanted. I'm going to play the kazoo. I'm going to play the kazoo while the draft is happening and Chris Stapps might get traded. We were uh, discussing, I was with some of the SB Nation folks last week, um, Ryan Nanny and Matt Ufford and, and Dan Rubenstein and then Charlotte Wilder actually went to the concert last week. Amazing. And we were trying to figure out, well, what do you call a fan of, the, uh, of J- James Dolan's band, JD and the Straight Shot? Are they a are they a straight shot, straight shotter, shothead, straight shooter? The shooters, straight, straight shooter. Shoot? I think it's straight shooter. A JD's nuts. <laughs> I don't know. Um, are there loyal <laughs> JD and the straight shot fans? There might be fan. From my understanding, he just kind of makes people that play MSG let him play with them. He's actually going on tour with the Doobie Brothers. He's like, on tour in with Europe. all kinds of people. He's like, if he kind of pays I you. I love like, it. I think it's dude, the best thing ever. If I, Here's the thing. It's easy to throw stones, but I, if I were an eccentric billionaire that thought I was pretty good at music. I would just – Attach my name make, to like every tour I could, and be I could on. make like you two let me open for them. You better Hell believe yeah. that I'm doing. Hell it. yeah, yeah. I'm out there. I'm out there. It's like when it's Master like, P was just like, I'm gonna too. play for the Hornets. And <laughs> yeah, like, stop me. One hundred percent. I love it. Um. Yeah. No, he's the worst. <laughs> That's that's my my thoughts on it. Um, so, what do you think of the of the award show? We haven't discussed that yet, and I actually was very pleasantly surprised. Like, it was, I, it was, I think it I think it should probably be before the playoffs. Yeah, that's the only thing is like I think buzz for it was way down. Like, I understand the idea behind it. Like, you get everybody there. Like, it's kind of like the ESPYS. Yeah, like, you do it when nothing's happening, so everyone can show up. However, you usually have a few days between the regular se- like the just problem build is it the in. You can't I mean you could just build it in. Build in a week. Build like, in a week between playoffs and regular season, throw that right in the middle of it. Yeah. Everybody had I mean, voting's all done electronically. It'd be easy. Just do it in New York still. Every year. You do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do it in New York, LA, wherever you're doing it. And I think I think they did it well, you know. I mean, like it's an award show, so it ran long, and they had yeah. some. But it didn't run things, too long. You got it, you a couple it. of the skits fell flat, which happens on every award show. But every I thought the tone generally was pretty good. There were a couple really really nice moments, yep. and I, 
you know, as I'm sitting there, I hope they don't between, add too many more awards. Yeah, that'd be that, my they concern. probably have enough. Stick stick with what you got. You might even have a couple you don't need, but I understand having them. The fan uh-huh. vote stuff's cool and all that. I mean, like I, I think they did pretty well. Yeah. You know, Drake Fitz is the host. Like just love host every so year. Goofy. I don't. He's so he's so goofy. He's a fan, which I think is what makes it work. Like that dude just likes being around NBA players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the like, only I other guess, guy that would I really guess. work would be Kevin Hart. Yeah, just let Drake and Kevin Hart like rotate. I still like Kevin Hart. Yeah, I'll go on. I'll go on record and say that I'm still a Kevin Hart guy. It's just uh, it's it's neat because you know you're you you've got this Monday right, and you're flipping between Raw with the balls, oh the Big God. Three's first night, and then the award show on June what was it twenty sixth when there's not supposed to be anything happening. This is our dead period, and you really see just how much above and beyond. Like as a cultural touchstone, the NBA is and basketball as a whole is compared to the NFL. Yeah, it's 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 pretty incredible how they've kind of come up from what it from what the NBA was when we were growing up. Yeah, I mean you had no, Nikki I mean, performing, was, you had Jordan Taylor was Swift there. talking to about Russell Westbrook right afterward. Ice Cube yeah. running a three on three league. <laughs> Where, like, Nas was there, and then LL's going to be there this weekend. I mean, it just combines so many of the elements that we have culturally. The NFL just ignores most of that stuff. They're still just selling us light beer and boner pills. Yeah. And nothing else. Well, no, they'll, they'll for sure get us. I mean, who, who's going to perform? I mean, they'll give us Bruno Mars. They'll <laughs> definitely give us Bruno Mars. Bruno, Bruno will take a check. Bruno and Pitbull take all the checks. Yeah. I salute them for that. For sure. Also, they make good music. They make wedding music. They make, yeah. And there's always going to be somebody getting married. Exactly. Shout out to Pitbull. Dude, we need to hire, <laughs> if we ever do throw a party, we need to hire JD in the straight shot. Oh, my God. How much do you think they cost? What's a gig? What's a JD and straight shot? I mean, like, do you think they try to price gouge it because they've played for, like, open for all these bands? I don't know, man. At MSG? Do you think he has Kazoo World Record Holder on his, like, resume? Do billionaires have resumes? (laughs) (laughs) This is a serious question. Like, if you're that rich, do you even. I just, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, like, I've never, I don't you know. You still have the one that you, like, had that you have to update. And you're like, hold on, i got to update my resume. And the last thing it has is, like, you worked at a it's pretzel, like pretzel yeah. for six months. <laughs> it says here, your most recent work experience is Orange Julius. And you're like, yeah, that was in uh, 1987. I have $6 billion now. <laughs> R.I.P. Orange Julius. Are those still around? Oh, yeah. Are they? They combined they with DQ. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. That's big. Blizzards, blizzards and orange freezes, man. I wouldn't recommend combining them, but it is the summer. What about like an Oreo orange freeze? Would you even try that? I don't think I would. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I don't know. I'm just thinking of bad ideas right now. 
gun to your head, do you think the Celtics end up with Paul George or Gordon Haywood? Uh, no, because I think Hayward has to come first. Yeah. Uh, do you think, do you think the George month. trade comes before? No, I think Hayward comes first because okay. of the money you need to land here. Hang on. I can check this actually. Woj just tweeted something out about the sequencing. I could be very wrong. Um, let's see. Yeah, they want to, f- they want Hayward to commit first. I, I think he's, th- look, I mean, like I, I get the uh, allure of, of Boston for him. Like I understand Stevens and Boston's a good team. Like everybody's like, Oh, it's just Stevens. It's like, well, no, Boston's like a good team. But I don't know. I just I, I, I like that Jazz team, and I I think I think I play there. Like everybody says, like oh, but going to the East, you know, your past better players really don't think about that, and that's been proven by the fact that everybody keeps signing in the damn West. It's just it's like, odd. Like if players were worried about, like I legit think Hayward's going to Miami. That would be interesting. I mean, that. I'd rather be there. I'll never fall. I'll never. I mean, I'll never fall the young dude trying to. I'll never fall anybody trying to get to Miami for a little Ever. bit. Well, no. four years in Miami. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I don't want to live in Miami forever. That's too long in Especially Miami. Since he already did his college years in Indiana. Dude, he's been in Indiana and Utah. And Utah. Like, like, go get some. Sun. Might be t- good for you. Need that you, vitamin what D. If, what if Gordon <laughs> Hayward shows up? Signs in Miami shows up like three shades darker on the tan scale. He's got that, that sunglasses startling. tan. That would be st- <laughs> <laughs> that would be startling, wouldn't it? This this dude that we've always known as kind of like this pale kid shows up like super tan. Like he's just been literally living at the beach outside every day. Have we ever seen an NBA player like show up on the court with like a wild sunburn? That would be funny. Like, I don't know if we have. The closest thing we've had to like a legitimate problematic incident was was Carlos Boozer's like shoe polish night. Yeah, the Beijing did not work out well for him. I would love to see a dude super sunburned and then a guy like Draymond just like five stars him on the back. Oh my god! See, this that's what I want. Like, you want you think guys like you think guys react to getting hacked across the arms now? You put a you put a strong burn on the man and let somebody hit him with a a Ric Flair chop across the arms. Woo! That's gonna be painful. I, I just like I just can't remember ever seeing it. It'd be funny though, and it was like Gordon would be like the prime candidate. Like you've been in all these places where you never really had to think about sunscreen all the time, and then you go to Miami in the summer when that sun is like right there. It's on top of you. you I think gotta you gotta be careful. You got it's powerful like, down south. Sun you don't think about it. Is crucial. Even cloudy days. <laughs> Biggest mistake you ever Just made. Just like you got a hydrated altitude, you've got a SPF on, in when you're south. You got worst to. mistake you can make 
is hitting the lake on a cloudy day and thinking you're good without the screen. You'll never do it again. You know as well as anyone. <sighs> Been there. So Fourth of July last year, in fact. Um, regarding the draft, yeah. uh, if you had to pick a player for rookie of the year who wasn't necessarily a top five guy, let's, let's do that. Who do you think it is? Top five guy? Ooh. Um, uh, probably, like, I, I mean, Dennis Smith Jr.? Because he's going to get buckets. You know? Like, he's going to... I think, I think I'm also on the, on the Dennis Smith train. I think it's because, like, if you take out the top five, because, like, um, obviously Lonzo is going to be high up there because he's going to be essentially starting. Um, I don't think Tatum will be in the running just because he's got too many other pieces around him to win. Yeah. That I think will... Jackson, I mean, of the top five guys, I think Jackson folds because they're going to be asked yeah. to carry so much so early. Yeah, the thing about Jackson is, like, I mean, he's not going to be the, the focal point of that offense. It depends. I mean, uh, I the, mean Suns, the Suns could make trades. They could, but Booker's not on the market. No. So, like, Booker's going to be the focal point there. Um, that makes sense. If, I mean... You know, it's sneaky, but it's guys, I think... It's guys I think get that, buckets. Like Malik I think Monk. Malik Monk. He's going to score? Yeah. Give me next to Kemba, like... It's got, that's what you look for. I mean, there's not a dominant big man that's going to average like a double-double next year that you what look if at. What boy just, Harry Giles comes out on fire? I, look, salute Harry Giles. I hope he does well. I really do. I genuinely hope he does well. I just felt lied to. That's all. <laughs> that's all. I just felt lied to. All I heard was, was how great he was and he couldn't finish around the bucket against Louisville. And I had Duke Moneyline. That's all it is. It's just me being angry about Duke Moneyline. Salute Harry Giles. Um, yeah, I think that's your – if you're looking for like a real, real, real deep cut, I think Frank Mason plays a lot for the Kings. That's interesting. Year one, the problem is they also took Fox, but I think, I think Mason plays – an awful lot. Um, Watch Bell if, win. If he didn't, then we can all just quit. We don't have to do this anymore. He's going to punt. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I, Mason was kind of like going to be my like sleepy dark horse. But if he had gone literally anywhere else that needed a point guard that didn't already take one, but the Kings took Fox. It's a good pick for them because he's. I think he's going to be a really nice little backup. John Collins comes out for the Hawks and averages like <laughs> eighteen and nine. But doesn't play any defense. No, yeah, <laughs> go, go Deeks. Um, the anti Wake Forest football, all offense, no defense. I'd like to see Caleb Swan again play well for the Blazers. If they start shuttling people out, he like he's not a ten. You're big baby Purdue. Uh, love me a Boilermaker. Um, yeah, man. Like I, I think I think you're you're too. Dark Horse of Ian calling that are Monk and Smith, just based off what they're going to do. Um, I, I genuinely don't know enough about, about Frank and the Knicks, uh, but he could play a lot. 
and he'll be in New York. So that's always an option. But I, I don't know what his scoring output will be. Uh, rookie of the year tends to be the dude that scores the most. Just kind of how it goes. Like, except for this year when everybody kind of sucked. On the on the grander scale. Like, there wasn't, you know, obviously with him beat out, there wasn't uh, a lot of choice there. Like, it, it's been pretty obvious in years past. Like, you're like, okay, you have Cat. You have Anthony Davis. You have these guys. Like, you knew who those rookie of the years were going to be. Um, this year, it's going to be. I, I like. You know, we we talked about how deep this class was. Yeah. Weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. We've and weeks. got some really good players in this class. And there's some good players, and, it's and gonna that's be, my thing. You know, like you always talk about every year. It's like, well, you know, one through five is going to be really good. You're going to want to pick next year. Well, why don't you want the pick this year so the dude has another year to get better? I almost with every player, unless his name is LeBron James, would pretty much rather have the guy that has a year of experience under his belt and was number one. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, unless no. it's Anthony Bennett. <laughs> the God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a EuroLeague champion. Sorry. Bennett. To Euro you? League champion Anthony Bennett. Real quick, what are the Magic doing? Why? I Like, whatever you think of Jonathan Isaac, didn't you already have this problem last year where you had all these tweener bigs now you're just getting more stop it stop orlando 2017 is that our official hashtag for this year yeah it'll get like zero people on board because nobody cares about the magic retweet armageddon stop orlando 2017 (laughs) we gotta stop them somebody needs to help swamp Literally. Hey, look, they made a mistake, <laughs> they made a mistake by, by, not, by not signing front of the podcast for Withers as GM. Uh, he would never let it happen. The truth He'd never that. let it happen. Um, anywho, yeah. So the draft was a draft. Um, what are the Cavs going to do this summer? I don't know. Who, who do they add? I, I honestly right thought now. that that three-team deal with Denver made a lot of sense for all three teams. It did, depending on what was getting – given up by Denver, but no love fitting next to Jokic is much better than the people they have presently. I mean, he's but he's what they're missing. I, I just think from a general perspective and obviously picks and other players and cap relief need to come into play here. But if you're taking for Reed, you could probably pry Lyles away from them. Cause mm-hmm. I, and then you've got Lyles Fareed, and George. And you just make whatever has to work for Indy. To make yeah, it, it just, worth it. it just depends and I think on that's the, the issue there. Because yeah, love's enough on. for Denver. Love's love's all they need to get back. Yeah, that's that's what that's what they need, but it was just what Indy was asking and what the Cavs were asking. Yeah. But, but other than that, I, I you know, for also all whether the also whether the Dan Gilbert don't have was, GMs and everything else, I mean you're gonna look and you're gonna see a guy or two on a vet con, minimum contract go to the Warriors and go to the Cavs that probably shouldn't have signed for that little money. Yeah. And they've still got the RJ and Fry contracts they can flip to get a dude back or two to get a little younger and maybe better on defense. Like, you know, you could sign and trade Robertson from Oklahoma City, get Fry to them so they have three-point shooting. Then he could play a little bit better defense for them, something like that. It's not going to be a move that big. It'll be something like that. And then you just sit around and wait for the weight and fellow buyouts. Yeah. Um, because a team that's good enough to make the finals again 
It is. Oh, for sure. The problem is, do you want to go right up against it? No, you're going to get beat and then not have done anything. And then LeBron leaves. I don't think they do want that, but no, but what it's can they way do? better than completely tearing everything apart when you have a finals ready team and nobody in the East improved their standing. Yeah, that's good. I mean, Celtics honestly, do get George really, and Hayward. I'm really interested to see what the Cavs do if that happens. Then, then the clock starts for them again because they missed out on the two dudes they wanted. But that doesn't mean that there aren't players around that could for make sure. them better. Like you focus on the stars who are on the market, but there's lots of guys who are on the market that don't get talked about every day. Yep. And we and we know Portland's in a spot where they need to get um, out from under some of these contracts. God knows they need to move. The question the question I, I have about the Cavs thing is how high into the tax was, was Gilbert willing to go? Like the Farid thing tax on a healthy chunk. Um like it's ha- how much how much is he willing to to go up for that so um yeah i mean it's got, here's the thing next year is going to be really fun up until middle of the playoffs when we realize the warriors are going to win it again but like it's going to be a fun season it's going to be ridiculous off season i think next year's trade deadline depending on what happens with paul george this summer next year's trade deadline will be fascinating um, I don't know. Free agency. We got Gordon. We got Blake. We got. I think Millsap's the sneaky swing guy in this free agency. I think he leaves Atlanta, and I think him on like Paul Millsap on the Rockets. That's a fun squad. Paul yeah. Millsap, you know, on the. Jazz, if Gordon Hayward leaves and they just need to fill. Do you buy money? the CP3 rumors? Uh, no. I don't. I don't buy him going to Houston. Um, San Antonio more than the rest, but still there. LaMarcus has to get moved, I believe. Um, I don't. Unless Chris Ball has been well, – the thing is, like, I don't think Blake leaving affects Chris that much because I don't think they like each other. It's like, a very tumultuous relationship. Yeah, like I don't think they're like buddies. They make some good State Farm ads. They do make some very good – but at this point, I think it's him and DeAndre now mostly doing the State Farm ads. Him, DeAndre, and like Dame are on the State Farm ads Dame now. Dame Dollar. Dame Dollar. Love. That's right. There's a team. There's a squad. State Farm squad. The State Farm boys. Could the State Farm boys (laughs) beat the beat the 1994 Bulls? (laughs) Could the State Farm squad? What seed does the State Farm squad get in the West? Three. Okay. I buy that. I buy that. I mean, that's a good team. That's a really strong squad. You move Dame off ball. I like it. You got DeAndre with the meat down low. Love can space the floor because DeAndre's in, in there just bumping and grinding. It's good, Ooh. man. The State Farm Boys. State Farm Boys have it. Salute to the sponsor, State Farm. The State Farm Khakis. <laughs> Are there any Jakes? <laughs> <laughs> 
in the NBA right now. I was, I was just going to say Jake from State Farm coaches that team. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, I mean, look, we're, we're already taking the steps towards, like, putting ads on teams. Why not, why not just go all in and have the State Farm Clippers? I don't think I don't think they have a sponsor yet. Like you would, like it doesn't make sense for it to be like Microsoft or whatever Balmer was a part of. Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't like that. Like you're kind of, that's already a waste. That's already a waste. Like Balmer's already there. Like why would he spend more money? I'm I'm here for I'm here for the State Farm Clippers. It makes the most sense. And it would be even more funny if there were State Farm Clippers and then traded and then like Chris leaves and then DeAndre gets traded. And they don't have anybody. Cooper's gonna have a weird ass offseason. I can feel it. And like it's just and Chris Paul is just gonna take his money. Like the thing is, he he negotiated the the new veteran max. Why would he do that and then not take it? Get your money, Chris. You ain't winning a title right now unless you go to Golden State anyway. Get paid. That's my final thought. That's Robbie Callen's final thought. Thanks for listening to the It Me podcast.